Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. everybody and welcome to another episode of meet my mess with me your host oh my gosh I looked like my mom there that was freaky um Chris Harrison if this is the first time you're tuning into the podcast thank you so much for listening and what an episode to tune in on because we are going to talk about some messy messy shit today and of course to the mess makers that listen every week thank you again for listening and being my sounding board because without you this would be so pathetic not that it's not already today we're going to be a little bit more professional we're going to be a little bit more i don't know Regal. Today we're in court. Cringe court. Carissa's cringe court, that is. As we're integrating back into society, I'm seeing a lot of behaviors that I think people forgot weren't socially acceptable. Or at least in my book, they're not. In my court, they're not. So you're my jury, but I'm the judge, and I make the final decision on what's cringy here. So if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or wherever, you know I've been asking you to write in the things that you think are the cringiest things that people are doing, events that are happening in our world, and today we're going to discuss them and... I'm going to bring up some of the most serious cases in cringe court today. So without further ado, let's get fucking rolling. I'm grinning looking at this first topic because I can't wait to finally come out with my true feelings about this. So, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. I get it. I get the thing. I get what they're doing. I think it's way too fucking much. Sticking your tongues down each other's throat in public was hot one time. Showing you guys fuck a lot was hot one time. Twice, maybe. But the thing we have to remember here is they have children. And I understand it's different. It's Hollywood. I understand that. But if you're a mother in your 40s, I just don't see the need to post Instagram posts. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. No, I'm going to judge her. We're here to be truthful and honest. And this is the Canadian court of law. So I'm going to be honest. I think that it's inappropriate that they post such fucking crazy, ridiculous shit about their sex lives when they have children. I just think it's not appropriate. I don't care if you have your kids blocked. 
I don't know. I just think that it's too much, too much PDA. You don't need at UFC games to literally be jumping on each other. It's just unnecessary. It's unnecessary. You're together all the time. I don't know. The Instagram posts do give me mixed feelings. Again, you can see that the ring light is being ridiculous today. And today we're not going to keep pausing and restarting for this ring light. I'm just going to like, the problem is, is the, it's cooling. I don't know. Something's overheating. I have a new one on the way, but today you're just going to have to bear with me. Those who are watching, not listening. So the Instagram posts I have mixed feelings about again, because I think that they're hot. I think that they are good posts. I think they both look great. I think Courtney's great. I love that she's sex positive, but I just think it's more the PDA that bothers me than anything. I'm not shaming them. I guess I kind of just shamed them, but I just don't feel the same way about them as everyone else in the world does. Like fucking Travis Barker looks like a goddamn alien straight from Jupiter. And I just don't get the look. I much prefer Megan Fox and MGK to Travis and Courtney. So I'm going to have to see how everyone feels about that. But I just, I don't know. Scott will always have a special place in my heart. And I know that oh, we can't wait on Scott and for that to work out because it probably won't. But it's just how I feel. So Courtney and Travis Barker in my books cringe i should have bought a dabble cringe worthy i'm gonna have to share all of these on my story now that i realize for the jury so that they can decide if they also think it's cringy i apologize for the disheveledness long day long week long life long universe girls who act dumb for men Just in case you all forgot, I'm here to remind you. This doesn't make you look cute. It doesn't make you look hot. I understand what you're doing. You're trying to look demure and like you need a man to come save you, like in the Disney movies, like we talked about last week. But you were asking to be disrespected when you act dumb. When you act dumb, you're acting to be fucked used and thrown away what else would they want with you if you're acting dumb and like you don't have your own opinions and like you don't have your own thoughts obviously they're not going to want to well they might want to date someone like that but if that's someone that wants to date you if they want to date someone with no thoughts then that's probably not a good person for you to be dating because you're just a piece of arm cam candy and an object and it kind of blows my mind that girls don't realize that guys don't like dumb girls if you're really dumb then cool be dumb but I think that a lot of girls are smarter than they lead on. And I apparently am very guilty of this. According to my mom on this podcast, apparently I act dumber than I am, which I disagree with. I'm just sex positive as well as smart. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I've just never understood this. Don't you want him to think you're the whole package? I don't know don't you for I don't know that's I don't know maybe people find it intimidating or whatever to find girls that can be smart and good looking and whatever good and bad or whatever but you reek of desperation when you act dumb and you're not dumb I hate 
when girls do this have you ever met a guy that acts stupid for a girl that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard knock it the fuck off and as a addition to that point first cringy girls back dumb in front of men cringy making fun of your friends who say something dumb out in public is equally as bad as saying something dumb okay let me rephrase that because I just lost my own thoughts so I can only imagine that you guys are too making fun of your friends who say something dumb to impress a boy that's equally as embarrassing as the girl who is saying something dumb to impress the guy if the guy is any brain at all he's going to sense that the girl is just acting dumb and if you're the girl that's making fun of the girl who's acting dumb you just look like an asshole. She looks dummy, you look like an asshole, and then you're both not fun. Um, as much as you may want to shake her, as you watch your best friend's chances float away into the sunset because she is acting like a dumb fucking bitch and you want to tell her to knock it the fuck off because she's ruining her own chances, putting her down in front of everyone makes you look bad too. I admittedly used to be really guilty of this in high school because I had a lot of friends that acted dumb for boys and it drove me nuts. Um, it also could have just been me being insecure and knowing that I didn't have as good of looks. So at least if I was the smart one and the funny one, then I had a chance, but I would always like make fun of my friends who said things um, to look dumb in front of guys and but I guess another part was it of it was I also just like so badly wanted to see my wanted to see my friends see their own worth. Um, it wasn't the way to go about it. It was diminishing their worth in the process. Like me making fun of them is not making them feel more empowered or going to change their behavior. It's only going to make them defend their dumb behavior and put them in a more awkward position and make them look more dumb. So really you are just making the situation worse in the end so you can take her off the side and say hey bitch stop acting dumb because it's not making you look good but in front of everyone saying like laughing at what she said like oh my god that's so dumb like that makes you look so bad that makes you look worse honestly in my opinion don't be that girl i've already been over this before oh first i'm gonna i keep forgetting to rule it cringy or not cringy most of these are cringy pretty much all of them i think that making fun of your friends who say something dumb is cringy asking for nudes talked about it before gonna just mention it again you look like a child you look like a baby you look like you're in high school when you ask for nudes it's a privilege to get nudes. I will send you nudes if I want to send you nudes. You asking for nudes makes me so unattracted to you. It's not even funny. I just hate, I don't know. It's really just, really, really just goes back to laziness. I say it every time. I just don't want to have to get up, put good panties on, get a good angle. What if my spray tan's bad? What if I'm eating? What if my room's messy? There's just so many factors. I'm just such a disaster that impromptu nudes are not 
easy or hot or get me going. And I understand they get the other person going, but unless you're really revving my engine, I don't want you to ask me for nudes. You can't just fucking ask for nudes and then not fuck me to the men I've sent nudes to before. Oh my god, I just read this next one and like I literally just like started cringing as I read it. Oh my god. Hitting the woe out in public for no reason. It's a good dance move. I get it in a in an actual dance. You're dancing, you're moving, you're grooving, and whoa, I get it. I get it. I love the move. But out in like Just because you finally package six bags at your job at Save On does not warrant a woe. Does not warrant a woe. I hate it. Everyone thinks it's an appropriate thing to just do wherever wherever they feel on The Bachelor. Oh, my God. Katie wants to go on a date with me. Uh, whoa. Um, oh, my gosh. I just moved six fucking boxes at work. Ha, whoa. Ha, 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 ha. Oh my gosh, I got laid the other night by that fucking bitch, Casey. Ha. Uh, it's just so... That's like... See, this is... That's the kind of behavior that makes me hate, like, Americanized and Canadian men. Is the men who do shit like that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm actually starting to feel sick to my stomach. It makes me cringe so hard. Like, then you just, like, giggle. Like, you see, like, some person, like, uh... And you're like... What are you supposed to do? Like, haha, that's not funny. You're not sick. I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. And while we're on the topic, making TikTok references out of nowhere, out of thin air, absolutely one of the most cringy things that's happening this year. We all have different for you pages. We don't all see the same videos. We don't all like the same things. We don't think the same things are funny. I fucking love TikTok. Such a great app. But when you make a TikTok reference, it's not you being funny. I just want you to remember that. I just want you to get that through your head. It's not you being funny. It's the person that created the sound or the TikTok that's being funny. It's just stolen humor. You are just repeating something funny. It's different when someone's like, have you seen that TikTok? Because there's something going on that reminded of that. And there's like a little discussion around that, you know, like, but in situations, what I'm talking about is the fucking bitch at work comes in every morning, all chipper. Hey, Becky, how you doing today? See fucking Rachel in the corner. Becky, let me tell you. My back's aching, my bra's too tight, my hips are shaking from left to the right. And then she looks at you like this. And then you have to sit there and just like laugh like that was funny at all in the slightest. Oh, again, makes me really just fucking sick to my stomach. My back's aching, my bra's too tight, my hips are shaking from left to the right. Absolutely. Jump off a bridge and take your fucking phone with you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, fuck you. 
I just need a second because as I'm starting to talk about these really cringy things, I'm actually starting to get really fucking mad thinking about the people that exist on this earth and the things they do and the irrelevance and the ignorance and the complete delusion. I saw this girl while I was on vacation last week. I talked about this on my on podcast last week. I talked about vacation I went on. This girl who was literally walking in like seven inch stilettos and could not fucking walk for the life of her. Like, oh my gosh, it looks like a man walking in the in heels for the first time ever. Like she was literally just like falling and stumbling all over the place. Like she looks, she could not walk in the heels at all. All I want to say about that is wear fucking something else. If you're going to wear something that is not functional, you look end up looking so ridiculous. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I understand like dress up, get uncomfortable. I get that part. But like if it's going to f- limit your normal functionality as a human um, to the extent where you can't walk and you look like a fucking Bambi on ice, you should just wear something else. I'm sure you have other heels that aren't that high. Sneakers, slippers, as a matter of fact, would look less ridiculous than that. All right, that's stretching it a little bit, but it was bad. Um, people who wear stuff they can't function in, cringy. People who are rude to staff. Self-explanatory. I think it's just cringy. Whenever I'm with, I have one particular friend, you know who you are, I love you anyways, but one particular friend who loves to get into it with staff and daily um, common staff. I don't know what to call them. Retail staff, baristas, servers, bartenders, coat room clerks. She loves to get into it with them when things are going her way. And I get so uncomfortable when it comes to being assertive with staff. I'm the person that if you get a, if I get a dish that I paid fucking $50 for that isn't correct, I'll eat it anyways. Like, I don't care. It's just so uncomfortable to me. And you kind of look bad in the process. Like, I'm not talking the fact that, like, whatever, if you send something back because it's wrong, I'm not going to judge you for that. But I'm talking when there's, like, not that big of a deal. Like, there's no tables left at a restaurant. Yeah, because I'm not famous. So I don't get to just walk into restaurants and sit. And you get pissed at the toasts for that. Like, she can't change that. She makes fucking $12 an hour. Do you think she's going to give a fuck enough to give you a table? No. Slipper a hundred if you want a fucking table. You're looking bad in the process. You're putting yourself in a bad mood and you're putting a damper on a good ass night with your shitty human treatment. That's it. I thought that this was something that was obvious, but I realized that this week it's not. Proposing first dates. Okay, this is just a reminder because I think that you all know this. I think that the mess makers are all smart enough to know this, but this is just a reminder in case you forgot. 
movies or dates at your house, don't fucking propose that to the girl. Especially in this day and age, like things are just opening up. Let's go be social. Let's go be out and lively and mingling. Why are we going to a movie or hanging out at your fucking house? That even being a proposal automatically makes me delete your number. That simple. It's that simple. I'm not going to act condescending and let you start talking about this like you don't already know this. I'm just reminding you. Okay. The other one made me cringe. This one, reading this, this is probably the worst one in my mind. I literally sent shivers down my spine and I still have chills. Like, I wonder if I got a new camera. So are they good enough to catch my goosebumps? Not really. But this is, this is a good camera, though. Um, but, oh, I'm literally getting clammy and shaky. And I have, literally have chills. Now you can see my goosebumps, probably. I don't know. I don't know if you can. But this makes me so uncomfortable. Oh my god. Slow dancing to no music. <laughs> like I, I really want to start crying talking about this. Like I hate this more than anything in the world. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like tears in my eyes. You can see, like I oh, oh my god, I'm actually about to cry. Like I hate this so much. This has happened to me on multiple occasions that I've like started to get intimate or romantic with a guy. And he tries to slow dance with me, like, in the kitchen or something while we're making dinner. And he starts to try and, like, you're hugging or something, kissing. They try to start slow dancing with you. At first, it starts a little rock. And, like, that's when I know, like, I need to start panicking. When I start to get the rock, I know that this is something I need to worry. Red, red flags start going off because I know that the... Oh, give me your hand is just next. And before we know it, we're waltzing around the fucking living room with no music. And we all know I would never let it get that far. I have gotten in so many fights over this. This is crazy. Not so many. I've gotten in two massive fights with exes about this because they have just been trying to be romantic and show me they care and love me and I just can't I have to just stop them oh my gosh like I can't I love to dance but slow dancing to no music in the middle of the kitchen oh I don't know maybe it's just that I really haven't liked these people enough but I just don't think that's the case because I really really loved one of the people that this happened with and I just oh chills down my spine I really have to move on I wonder I need to know if anyone else feels this way or if they've been in this experience because that is by far the most cringiest thing that I will talk about today for me holding up my devil cringe um talking about pooping hate it talking about this now is making me really uncomfortable I didn't realize how triggering this episode was going to be for me I thought it was going to be so funny and fun and lighthearted, but now I'm realizing I'm talking about all the things that make me the most uncomfortable in life 
<sighs> talking about bathroom talk, pooping, peeing, any of that, any jokes that have to do with farting. Oh, even saying the word, I hate it. I don't know. I grew up with a proper British grandmother. And even though I talk about sex and all of that, like when it comes to bathroom conversation, that's just not something you discuss. I don't know. And I plan to keep it that way because I just can't. I had an ex-boyfriend who we used to live together and he would literally call me into the bathroom. And I think I would think that he just like has something to say to me. And he would literally be there to attack me when I came through the door, grab me and pull me onto the toilet with him while he took a shit. Oh, it makes me feel so sick because he literally thought it was so funny how grossed out I got by this kind of stuff. But I would literally be sitting there gagging because he would be like holding on to me for dear life. And this is like the fucking grossest thing. Oh, my God. I can't believe he would even do that. That's so fucked up. Oh, God. I never want to be in a serious relationship ever again. Just kidding. I do. Stop saying that because it's attracting nothingness for me. Blue jeans and a green top. <laughs> oh, this got, grinds my gears like no other. Um, never show up wearing this on a date. It's so out of style. It's so out of touch. It's so crazy to me that anyone would go into their closet and pick out blue jeans and a green top. Everyone knows green jean, green goes with black or white or nothing else. Or pink, of course, in the case of me, my mess. Hey, he, he. That's like a cult leader there. He, he, he. I just need a black hat and a longer sleeved shirt, like a turtleneck. I'm losing it. You guys, this obviously came from this week's episode of the bachelorette you have to we i can't believe more people aren't talking about that atrocious fucking outfit green t-shirt and blue jeans oh my god greg greg we're matching that's so funny that's hilarious i can't believe that we're matching even though the producers explicitly told me to wear green and blue today but isn't that still so funny though? Did they tell you the same thing? Oh no, we can't talk about that. We're on camera. I forgot. <sighs> Not even you can pull it off, Natalia. Not even the Bachelorette can pull it off. So what do you fucking think? You, Natalia from fucking Rap Grand Rapids, Michigan, is gonna fucking be able to pull off green and blue? While we're on the topic, green bomber jackets absolutely burn them. Never ever show up wearing this on a date with me, ever. I hate them. I think they're so ugly. Green bomber jackets. You can wear, don't wear a bomber jacket at all anymore, honestly. But if you're going to wear a black one or a white one, fucking green, absolutely not. Even red, any color, green bomber jackets. Just hate them. They're so out of style. I've dated so many shitty dudes that wear fucking green bomber jackets. Every fucking brutal dude I know wears a green bomber jacket and white vans and blue jeans and a white t-shirt to every single club he goes to ever I can picture it on so many different men because I've literally seen that outfit so many times get something original get something new it's the equivalent to the 
fucking tops that like are upside down bikini looking shit that you tie around your neck that I could never wear because I have triple D's that already sag at 22. If anyone's ever had a fucking breast reduction, please let me know because I'm really seriously considering getting one. Green bomber jackets, green and blue. That look absolutely cringy. Cringy, I tell you. Um, this has to kind of fall into that same category as nudes, and I should have put it in that part of the episode. But guys who try to fuck on the first date, I'm flattered, but you're putting me in a weird position. Um, unless it's like obvious we're here to fuck and we want to have a good time and that's all it is, okay. But I'm just saying you're gonna really stand out if you don't try and fuck me immediately. If you even try to fuck me on the second date, that's gonna stand out so much more to me than if you just try and take me home after one drink at Cactus Club. Oh my gosh. For you Americans who don't have Cactus Club, if you ever come into Canada, you have to try Cactus Club. It's the shit. It's called delayed gratification. You can look at me for a while, excite yourself, and eventually our sex will be unreal. I'm telling you. Let's just get on the same page about it. Let's try. We, us ladies, are trying to meet you men in the middle with being open about our sexuality, open to, like, sexual relationships, non-committal relationships. So you men need to meet us halfway and just respect us. Ask us about a job. Ask us about our interests. Ask me one question about myself. Fucking come on. It's not that hard. Cringe. Guys who think fucking hard means fucking well. Just because you go fast doesn't mean it's good. I thought that this was clear, but I clearly it's not. Clearly it's not, because it's still an issue, a massive issue. You're not a race car. You're not in the Monaco Grand Prix. You are not in a stamina competition. I don't know who you're trying to impress, but what you're doing is not impressing me, so clearly it's not me. But I don't see anyone else in the room, so I don't know why you're acting like that, trying to ruin me. You can go fast a little bit, part of the time, even half, even three quarters, but just like, don't, you don't need to like come in, destroy and conquer and smash. Just like do some other things. Jackhammer not needed. Cringy. I'm getting so out of it right now hot cheetos you're not cool for liking hot cheetos i hope you know that everyone listening i hope you know you're not sick for liking hot cheetos it's the more hardcore version of avocado toast that's all you really think about it it's the girls who dress in like baggier clothes with crop tops and do shit like this and have long nails and I love that look. I would say that I'm I don't know. I like to do myself up like that once in a while. I would say that's more of my style when I go out anyways, but 
I'm more of a hot Cheetos girl than an avocado toast girl, style-wise. But hot Cheetos. You're not cool for liking them. You're not cool for licking hot Cheetos off your fingers. For saying, hey, babe, can you drop me off some hot Cheetos? I'm really craving them right now. Uh, You're not. Yeah. I know it's offensive. I know that these girls who love hot Cheetos will be very offended by this. And they're also the kind of girls with boyfriends who have guns. So I'm going to move on now. But you're not cool for liking hot Cheetos. It's cringy. It's cringy. Um, people who try to shape shift to be the people around them. This is cringy. But mm, it depends what we're talking about here. I think if there is a massive difference between finding common ground with people and using that to flourish a connection. And people who try to, who change their thoughts and opinions to shapeshift, to be more like the people around them so that they can feel accepted and popular and so they can avoid conflict and so that they can, because they probably haven't felt accepted or loved at some point in their lives and their opinions haven't been validated. So they just latch onto everyone else's and that's like I understand why but it's cringy and just be who you are because there's no one else like you and people can sense when you're pretending to be them you know and like no one wants to be friends with someone that they don't really know who they are so it really just ends up hurting you in the end so be yourself but I know this is harder said than done because I used to be easier said than done um, I used to be this girl, like I was super insecure, but I think of that, like, it's not, it's not really a, such a negative thing at the end of the day. I'm actually going to revoke my cringe. It's not such a negative thing because in the process, I do think you learn to, um, find common ground with everyone, but I'm just saying, be yourself and don't worry so much about what everyone else is. What everyone else thinks because who cares you probably won't talk to them in five years anyways to be honest how many friends do you have that you've had for longer than 10 years to be honest like i have like three i don't know if i'm not your girlfriend don't make me watch an action movie it's so incredibly out of touch it's ridiculous I don't want to watch Guns just because fucking Leonardo DiCaprio is in the movie. I don't want to watch it. I'll go look at videos of Leonardo DiCaprio smiling, talking to his children. That will interest me more than the videos of him shooting fucking bitches in the street because they, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that because they stole money from his man. From his buddy. I don't have the right word. What's the right word? From his. From his. From my boy. That was it. That was it. Good. Good. Glad we cleared that up. But we're in court, so. In this court, we will use the term man. 
I don't even know where I started or where I ended there. <sighs> Long day. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Blood. Hate it. Incredibly cringeworthy for me. Cringe, 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 and cringe again. I hate blood. Um, the fact that fucking yeah, like we talked about MGK and them earlier. Like the fact that they're like wearing each other's blood around their neck. It literally makes me so so squeamish. Um, I convinced myself for years that I wasn't squeamish because when I was eight years old, I watched a goat give birth to four baby goats and because I saw a birth happen I told myself I wasn't squeamish but I don't think I'm squeamish in the terms of birth or anything of that but like when it comes to like cuts needles penetration of a foreign object into the body causing bleeding I do not do well with including needles Oh, that's another story for another day. Actually, I'll just tell it quickly. It's not that long of a story. When I was a little girl, they used to have to lock me in a chair like a fucking mental patient when it came to getting needles. They had like, they put me in a chair. They put cuffs over both of my arms. I'm not joking. I'm not fucking joking. I would sit there like that in, in these this tough chair so that they could give me needles Um, because it was so bad. And on another occasion doctor came in i was about to go to bali doctor came in i was 12 12 13 i was about to go to bali and i had to get some shots and he came in and he like on four he tried to give me the needle on four occasions and i kept moving i kicked him i kicked the fucking doctor and um he was like i'm not gonna do it if you're not gonna get the needle then i'm not gonna do it and that meant i obviously couldn't go to bali so i was like no no and then she came and he gave me the needle and I walked down I was fine but like fuck I was such a little bitch and still am like I freak out when it comes to needles that's why I put off getting vaccinated for so long because I hate needles so much but now I'm vaccinated partially um sloppy drunks let's not forget you're still sloppy even after the pandemic just because the pandemic's over doesn't mean that you look any less sloppy We're all having fun. We're all partying, but you still look fucking sloppy. You still look embarrassing. And yeah, just remember it with the bars opening up. It's cringy. (sighs) Texting and driving, also cringy. Not much to say. Cringy. Just like, especially if you're going to do it alone, whatever. But if you're going to do it in the car with other people on busy roads, not good don't like it (sighs) telling two different stories to people who speak cringy um you end up looking like a liar even if you only stretch the truth when you tell minorly different stories to different people we start to question what the whole truth is going on there okay so just keep your fucking lies straight that's all i'm saying keep them straight make a notes app i used to have that for all my little white lies just kidding but i thought about making one because i did used to tell a lot of little white lies be my best friend we used to tell each other everyone that our names were like brooklyn and Brittany or something like that i don't know that was one of them 
one of the lies that I didn't have in my notes app. Cringy. Um, oh my God. This one's funny. Okay. So anti-vaxxers dating app profiles. This is so relevant to right now. And it's so funny. <laughs> they literally have things in there like, I don't have a vaccine and I never will. And if you don't agree with what I have to say, you can fuck off. Like, okay. I never even asked. How do you know? (laughs) Something as big as a needle, you're going to tell me to fuck off over. I can't imagine when I suck your best friend's dick, what you're going to do. I don't know. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's funny as fuck, though. It's super approachable, Brian. You can fuck off. Like, it's just, like, hilarious to me. It's, for those of you who are anti-vaxxers and hearing me right now saying this, it's the same as if you were to hear someone that has a vaccine put in their profile. I have the vaccine, and I completely disrespect anyone who doesn't, which, like, people do. I had a guy cry the other day to me about talking about the vaccine, like, this is gonna be controversial, so I'm gonna shut up. Um, before I get myself canceled, before I even blow up, but I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, and you should keep it going, Brian. You should keep it going because you know you might find your perfect anti-vax girl who loves the outdoors, loves to chill, and. Uh, just hang out, talk about how ridiculous the government is. I'm just, like, fucking around, but, because, like, I say this, but all of my friends... Okay, I'm gonna stop before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> but I am partially vaccinated, and that's all that matters, but it's fucking hilarious, these anti-vaxxers profiles. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the last one I want to end off on... <laughs> The last order of business in Carissa's cringe court is when girls call each other queen, queenie, oh, queen, a queen. You're talking to a girl that works at TNA part time. It's just like, I don't know. I don't think this is the case for everyone, but I just like. It also like when you call your man like oh my king he's such a, my short king my king you work at fucking tna and your boyfriend sells weed for a living i don't know just think about it think about who you're calling queen just don't throw the word around if she's really queen if she's really got her shit together sure still don't but i would let it slide more than the fucking girl who's getting called a queen who literally is just like i don't know whatever whatever i'm over it it's i just don't like it i just don't like it that's all i think it's cringy okay i thought that was the last order of business but it's not the last order of business is the long fucking ass instagram posts the couple instagram posts the more you post the less you love each other in my books each post is one year knocked off how long this relationship will last if you post a professionally curated taken photo five years 
if you post a montage video 10 years off the fucking off the fucking lifespan of that relationship the next the next boyfriend i have the world will not know the world will not see that's a lie i'll probably post like one picture um i don't even know next person i date who knows who knows if i'll ever date again I had questions for this week. Okay, no, no, no. I'm just going to get them done. I was going to say I'm not going to answer them because I feel like we've gone through a lot today, but I'm just going to answer your questions because you deserve it. And I love that you guys are sending me questions, so I want to answer them. So what is your most favorite? But actually before, court is adjourned. I know I didn't really keep the court theme, but just remember, there are answers to be had, people to be prosecuted, and responsibility to be taken. Thank you. Questions of the week. What is your most favorite romantic moment? Mm. It's tough. I don't really know if I have one in particular but I have a particularly romantic ex I never recorded this time and I have like a window cover that shines rainbow things in so that's weird light that's shining on me um but yeah I have like one particularly romantic ex that is probably the reason why I'm still not dating because no one has lived up to this relationship at all and it is actually Mr. Croissant We all know the issues that ended our relationship. They're serious issues, serious things. And so obviously they would have to end them. But while we were together, our relationship was actually very, very, very good. Amazing, I would say. Perfect, I would maybe say. Um, He was truly a man. He worked all day. He would come home at the end of the day. He would cook for me. Okay, and when people are saying he worked all day, what do I mean by that? He actually went to work all day. So uh, we know the issues that happened outside, but he also did actually have a real job. I know this because that's where we met. Um, but yeah, so he worked all day and he, okay, to be more specific, he owned a restaurant. He worked all day. He would come home. He would cook for me every single night. He would, we would have great sex, probably two rounds every single night. And he would always let me know I was priority number one. I would words of affirmation constantly. I never, ever, ever get like questioned if I was his first priority or that he would switch up whenever to accommodate what we needed as a couple. He was ready to do anything to make this work, to be honest. And that was so romantic for me. He was willing to move across the world. Although I wasn't ready to have him move here for me, I still found it very romantic that he was ready to move to start a life. And Maybe I'm crazy for feeling that way, but that's how I felt. Um, He took me to Italy one weekend. We went to the spa, and that was really romantic. It was like overlooking the Mediterranean at massages, which also make me really fucking cringe. But in this case scenario, it was fine um, because I was pretty drunk. And yeah, so he would also, he would always come home with Trace gifts 
like French foods he thought that I would love that I need to try that I wouldn't have like found otherwise he like really showed me the culture which was really just romantic I don't know there's something about like that it's like in a movie that vacation romance you know um yeah he showed me off he never tried to hide me and that was something that I found to be really romantic like we had a lot of obstacles we had a massive not a massive age gap we had about a how old okay so it was about an eight-year age gap I was 20 he was 28 when we were dating um and regardless of our age gap or the fact that French isn't my first language and that all of his friends only spoke French um and all of his family only spoke French um he never tried to hide me he like showed me off and everyone around him accepted me for accepted him for they questioned for sure my age and the fact that I was going back to Canada which they had a right to because obviously I ditched ditched him in the end and came back to Canada and I was too young for like how serious a relationship we had but um yeah one thing he did that I think that really I want to share with all of you because I think it's a really good tool in a relationship I know I don't give much relationship advice because I don't have a relationship haven't really like dated anyone seriously in a while but um one thing he would do that really like I took away from that relationship was when we were arguing or we started to feel like tension between one another he would just say we're not communicating well right now let's talk in a few hours let's talk in the morning um so I would hit the beach he would work out whatever it was um we just spent a little time I don't know just chilling it wasn't like a oh, I don't want to talk to you about this kind of thing. Um, It was just more of we're on each other's team. We're not communicating at this time well. So let's just like take a breather. I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me, but let's take a breather so we can get our our feelings calmed down and then let's like revisit this. And we would always come back to those conversations with such a clear head, so much like, I don't know such a clear head but such a better conversation it made me feel like we were on the same team like we weren't fighting against each other we were just trying to work through things in the best way possible for us so yeah I think that that's something that you guys should take into your relationships if you are in one. Oh my gosh okay this next question this is funny this kind of goes into what I just said but Oh my gosh, I have the hiccups. I hate having the hiccups. Cringy as well. Um, so can you just answer the question already? <laughs> Are you ready to date? Okay, so yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, mm, I don't like giving an honest answer to this question at all. This makes me so uncomfortable. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm ready to date. Yeah, I'm ready to have another relationship. I am. Um, hmm. I literally started literally again goosebumps because I am really scared of commitment as we all know um, and I have really bad trust issues but I'm at the point in my life that I'm ready to date again someone seriously I'm ready to grow with someone to heal beside someone and not depend on someone for my healing um, I think it will be nice I just want to like grow with someone alongside with someone. Um, it's getting to the point now that I would love to just have someone to like experience 
things with, to like travel with, to live with, to, yeah, see the world with, whether that be whatever kind of relationship that is. Um, I'm open to it, but I am definitely ready to like have something a little bit more emotional and not, not just such a physical or like phase or thing or fling. Like I'm ready for that. So we'll see. Well, I think I'm ready for that, but it hasn't come to me. So I guess I'm not, or maybe I just haven't found the right person either way. That's okay. It'll come when I'm ready. Um, doesn't make me sad. <laughs> just I'm ready for it when it comes my way. I think maybe as I say that I'm not so sure, <laughs> but whatever. Um, that's the best I can answer that question, to be honest, because I'm still working through it, but I think I'm ready. I'm at least ready to try. Um, so the riskiest thing you've ever done. So I think, mm, <laughs> let me think about this for a second, actually. Mm, I have a couple. Okay, mm, I have two I'm going to tell. Mm, no, I'll just tell one. No, I'll tell two because now you're going to wonder what the second thing was. So the first, okay, so the first riskiest thing I've ever done was probably, I almost died in a car crash one time. My ex-boyfriend was really into drifting and like driving cars fast and like sports cars kind of thing. And one time we were driving down the highway going 200 kilometers per hour i'm not too sure what that is in miles but like this is double our speed limit here in canada and he came like literally i don't know like three feet like three feet from a massive massive pole and he almost killed me and yeah i used to drive with a lot of guys who drove really really fast cars like and almost killed me. I would say that that's probably the riskiest thing. There was like one time I came back from the pride parade and I like got into the car with like my friend who at the time I had no idea had been drinking, but I know now they were drinking and he was really driving super scarily. And yeah, I would say like getting into cars with people. Um, this is like, obviously not funny. It's not something I'm proud of, but I'm getting into cars with people that, um, probably shouldn't have. That's pretty risky. Um, and yeah, also like the threesome story, the bisexual threesome, <laughs> my aunt texts me after and she's like, what the fuck makes a threesome bisexual? Because it's two guys instead of two girls. I was like, you're so right. Why does that make it a bisexual threesome? Um, but yeah, no, the threesome I had with like the two guys in France or they didn't have, I almost had with the two guys in France, um where I showed up and like, he wasn't there. I've told the story and my worst, best and worst sexual soirees. If you want to listen to that story, you can listen to it there. But mm, something that happened that like, wasn't supposed to be too risky, but ended up being risky. It wasn't like risky on my part, but it ended up really a bad situation. I actually my first date with Mr. Croissant when I was living in France I was walking home after our first date and he like this was like the one thing that he did that wasn't so gentlemanly that I wasn't too impressed with but he didn't walk me home that night I walked home by myself but I told him like I'm fine I'm fine I live three blocks away like I'm fine well I should have had him walk me home because I literally was walking home 
and this car so I'm like walking down the street okay and this car is I don't know it's like a black car it was like coming up beside me and it like drove past me and as I was walking down I was like whatever didn't think about it and it stopped at the stop sign I could see there was like no cars coming in like the cross section so he could perfectly have turned gone straight wherever he was going there was nothing blocking him so that kind of started to concern me a little bit I kept walking then all of a sudden this dude starts literally full-on reversing and so this is when I start to freak out because I was like what are you reversing for so clearly he was coming to me he ends up right beside me I look at him we make eye contact I just start sprinting literally as fast as I can. Someone told me that this is literally like out of a scene of a movie. I can't tell, tell you what movie it was, but like if someone can message me the name of that movie, please tell me because I am going crazy because I really want to watch it. But I was literally like sprinting down the street. And luckily I was in like a small, really, really old town in France. So the streets are narrow and small. And so I was sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, this guy's in a car. Like he's going to catch me. So I turn into a doorway, a fucking doorway, like out of a movie, like straight up, like where you like go like this, like looking around. Like I was, cause it was at the point. It was like, I either try this like out of a fucking movie I've seen or I fucking, get like I don't know killed raped stolen sent into the sex trade I don't know what was gonna happen to me like this guy was clearly following me clearly and so I like stood there I stood there for probably like five minutes and while I was in the process I was like oh like calling 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 over again Mr. Croissant even though we'd only been on one date he woke up the next morning probably being like what the fuck I was calling my roommate over and over and over and over again like anyone I could think of like just to like help me but I was literally like in the like I'm in a foreign country we have to remember that I'm not in my country like I was like I had been there what two months so I like was standing in the doorway he passes I just see him drive past and I was shocked I was just like waiting for him to reverse so I waited about two minutes to make sure that he like had lost me and then I just like sprinted home as fast as I possibly could. Took me like five more minutes, sprinted up like fucking so many stairs. This fucking staircase I used to live on was ridiculous. Like the best workout and the worst workout all in one. But like I sprinted so, 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 so far. And then I made it. But that was really risky, really scary. And that's why us girls should always carry some protection around us and, uh, watch out don't walk home alone in foreign countries that was really stupid of me and that could have ended a lot worse both of those occasions both the threesome and the walking home alone in the middle of the night in a foreign country it's just stupid but that's why I have a podcast about being a messy fucking bitch thank you for listening to this episode I feel like I was just fucking I forgot I was recording a podcast honestly halfway through I just kind of started talking to myself and getting my thoughts out so hopefully this episode is good I just blocked out so hopefully you're blocking out as we speak have a good week and an even better weekend thanks mess makers love you bye